Welcome back to the Reptiles with Podcast. Woo. Before we get started, I have something for oh, our I friends. What the fuck he's gonna do? Oh my god! What do you think? I, 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 wait, 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 no, no. What do you think he's gonna do? I'm gonna spoil it if I think if I say. <laughs> yeah, don't say it. Don't say it. Is. Yoshi's most expensive gift. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Let me see who's first. All right, you open it first. Don't show it to him. Don't show it to who? Yeah. Don't show it to, to Eddie. Yeah, yeah, I won't look. Let me take a drink. Yo, I love that. That is fucking awesome. Eddie? All right. I won't even look there at you go. <laughs> Every oh, Thursday yes. that All this right. motherfucker comes there over here for me, uh-huh. I'm going to be wearing that. Dude, that's great. That is Yo, so the, good. The black and white, bro. That's fucking genius. The right? inside joke that it's went beyond that, the inside joke. Look, look, check this out. Look, look here. That whole serial killer Look at that. Vibe. Bro. The local legend, Eddie Soda. All right. What's you're so disgusting. Was it here that we started calling you that? Was it the first time that you came no, on the no. podcast? So, so what happened was, I remember, you wanted to do a separate podcast. Okay. Like a like a sister podcast where mm. it was me and Ron. Uh-huh. And you. Uh-huh. And you were like, and you were, he's fucking dead serious, by the way. <laughs> um, not, not under the influence of anything. And he said, <laughs> all right, so I want to call it the local legends of Florida. <laughs> and he was so serious and, and then afterwards I said Yoshi come on that we can't that's that's terrible that's a dumb name I could have sworn did we not call him a local legend the first time he came on the podcast I, mean, I, I think we did because yeah. I think I was like you're kind of like a local legend yeah it was something yeah, yeah. of the sort and then so people you had it in your mind dude, yeah, dude, yeah I got random people that I don't even know dude <laughs> it was so the, you put I, comment on his Facebook page no, this is the thing after that podcast came out I had done a Repticon and I went to go talk to Eddie, and people were coming up to me and Eddie and calling him a local legend. I swear to God. And then it took over Facebook. So, hey, we got the local legend. People walking up to me. That's fire. Oh, and I guess also Ron St. Pierre's here. Oh, we also got this guy. That guy. That guy. He's done nothing. You know, from the shirt, I'm like, the only thing missing is the date. I'm like, this guy died. In black and white, it's his face with a tortoise. I'm like, dude, man. So It actually looks like that. Yo, just know for your funeral, we're all wearing one of those. Like on the back, it should say, never forget. Listen, listen, we're going to wear it, and you're going to wear it all the way to the whole motherfucker. My kids will see this, and they're going to laugh. So <laughs> they they don't under, they they laugh at me. Dude, so I literally was dying when this guy was printing it. The guy had no idea. I felt bad because I'm like, yo, this guy probably thinks I'm laughing at him. Every time that he would show me like the mock-up of how it would look on the shirt, dude, I was almost crying on the floor at this fucking mall. Dude, it was crazy. It's my new favorite shirt. I'm glad. I'm Go glad. Ahead, yeah, yeah. All right, how how are we doing on this Sunday? Did you make one for Alex? No. Oh, Alex no. really needs one. <laughs> I promise I'll make you one. But I'm gonna find another way to make it cheaper. These things were fucking expensive. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll hit the inside hit joke. Just went beyond. Yeah, that he's just like I it don't was care. special. <laughs> Look, I was there. I was ready. The guy was like, "It's gonna cost blah blah blah," and I was like, "I'll fucking do it for the boy." I was like, "I just paid my house." <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Wow. Okay. Well, that's the beginning. Icebreaker. Yeah. <laughs> A good icebreaker. There's nothing better than the smell of coffee in the morning. Okay. There's also nothing better than the smell of reptiles in the morning. Psych. Reptiles with coffee. That's the smell you want. The strongest coffee. All right. We have it for you. 
head on over to the description or go to coldbloodedcaffeine.com and use the code REPTILESWITH to get your Reptiles With Coffee today. So we just finished recording another <laughs> podcast with the guy from Animals at Home, Dylan. Yes. We spoke about your whole KFC thing. We did. You uh, want to summar- summarize that whole situation? Yeah, basically how the reptile hobby needs to do better, how we can regulate ourselves, how we should be regulating ourselves or else the right legislation will. Um, he has a, a really great mindset. He thinks that um, despite all the, the sins of the hobby, that there are aspects to the hobby that are worth saving. You know, Right here we have two exemplar individuals who... Maybe Ron and I? No, no, no. Uh. <laughs> I've done nothing. Um, who have done like a lot of work with reptiles are very knowledgeable in this uh, in this industry and who could easily be at the forefront of, of any conservation reintegration projects, you know? Um, no. They do great stuff outside in outdoor Boom. enclosures with a lot of different species. They really could do a lot, you know? And it sucks that, uh, for the most part, either because conservation organizations don't want to participate or work with uh, reptile hobbyists, which, understandable. Um, or because some people just lack the passion. They just don't care about the animals enough to really want to go that extra mile for them. Yeah. So, yeah, it sucks. I know Eddie works with pancake tortoises. Or did. I did. Which was cool. I did. But, has, uh, no, who, who's working with... What SSP is there for pancake tortoises outside of... The uh, fuck is an SSP? Uh, special, species Survival, survival Program. Oh, yeah, it's shit. Because cool, when, when, when that opportunity was offered to me, when I asked how many, their answer, the reply, the TSA's reply was, how many do you want? Uh-huh. Yeah. And I felt, since I was still a, like a nobody in this world, I felt, I felt terrible asking for even, like, I, I got, shit, I think I got. I, it was like, I had 200. At the time, I had, I think at, at the time I said 10. I wanted to be generous, 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they said, and immediately, okay. Damn. I would have been wow. like, all? <laughs> Question all? mark? What happened? Well, I had to sign paperwork. Everything was microchipped. Everything was documented. Um. You go with the mindset that these animals still belong to the TSA. You're just like a guardian. Yeah. Um, so basically, at any time, which really never happens, they they can ask for it back. Yeah. yeah. It will never happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but still, like, it was with the mindset like, hey, some of these animals will be dead, because these came these things came in really bad. Yeah, um, this was probably 2012. And they, were, they gave me pictures of how these things were even brought into the country. Yeah. It was pretty bad. It was like socks shoved in slots. And it was meant to look like a bookcase that was brought into the country. It was like over, it was over a couple hundred pancakes that were brought into the country at the time. Horrible. Um, Horrible. Wow. They were brought into a, a certain zoo, which I have a friend at, um, and he was the one who offered me the opportunity. And I was already a member yeah. of TSA. Yeah. Um, I actually ended up giving those animals back because I just I wanted them go to go to someone who was actually breeding them and, mm-hmm. and doing well with them. Yeah. But when, you, when you have an animal like that, I always feel like. It's so fragile and it's yeah, responsibility. So, so yeah, responsibility. but there was no line. Like there was no point where they, the TSA was like, "Hey, if you breed babies and individuals, we want them back." Yeah. Well, I also had the Chinese boxers, and I, it was the same situation with those two. Mm-hmm. And um, they again, they're never gonna take those animals nope. back. It, there's so much yeah, red it's tape. Just, it's and, a big, a big just in case. Yeah. yeah. It's a huge just in case. Like we own them. You do whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. If shit goes south, they can just pull. But legally, it's like if you breed them, then half. You keep yep. half goes to them. Yeah. Yep. But again, they never ask. Yeah. Yeah. So. I heard you also got a new cool turtle. That's I, did. Right. Oh, I did. Yeah, I did. I did. I got a yellow. Right. I got a yellow belly slider. <laughs> Very rare. Yeah. It was crashing the street. <laughs> baby. <laughs> I went to PetSmart. They're like, hey, yeah, keep it. And I was like, yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, my dream pet. Twenty leather years. bag. You only got one. I only got one. One yellow belly. <laughs> no, I got a fly river, which was a species that I've always wanted. Yeah, that's like one of those so bucket cool. list species. It's, yeah. So how those, big was it? It was like 
average. It was supposed to be four inches. Um, average. average. That depends oh on the one. But um, it was it was four inches. But this thing was it was pretty big. Okay. Dumb. Um, it's going through the. Why are you laughing, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> it, no, it's uh, right now. I have it in quarantine, so it's in a it's in a. Tub? Smaller. It's in a rack. No, no. no. It's in a rack. Yeah, it's in a rack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's with the ball python. There's a Mojave. There's a blue-eyed, you know, leucistic. Yeah. No, it's in a uh, 20 gallon high. Very, but honestly, bare minimum because I wanted to, because these things are obviously, there's no yeah. one captive breeding. These are all wild caught animals. Um, I wanted to make sure it's eating. I want to, I want to medicate it. It does come with some fungal issues. Of course. Because this animal is in captivity now, but it's probably been in human hands for probably two months or so mm -hmm. already, so uh, they come in kind of roughed up. So. Yeah, yeah. But I'm also, I've also dealt with the fish world, so I'm prepared for okay, medication yeah. and all that stuff. So. What's That's your plan, great. like, long-term? Like, what kind of setup are you thinking? I would love, it, me being, Give I would love to have to it TSA. indoors <laughs> and, and all that, but I would never do so that. I, I do want to. Me being a local legend. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I was saying, no, I was saying, me being selfish, I wanted a giant, Aquarium in my house, but no, I the, the end goal is at, when it's full size to be in, a, in an outdoor, you know, a giant pen yeah, by itself. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the goal. That's cool. That's, that's a dope ass. And it's already like tongue feeding like strawberries oh, and, and wafers so cool. from me. It's it's wafers. Don't they, don't they? Uh, algae wafers. Oh, okay. Don't they're they lay eggs right? underwater or some shit? So yeah. so this is one of the things that why they're, they'll never actually be bred in captivity. And the only people who are farming them, they just bought property where they're from and just oh that we bred them uh but they do need a drought and the, the eggs go into the water so no it, it floods massive uh -huh. massive torrential downpour and then they where up. the nests actually flood, flood out. out and then that triggers the animal to hatch so even though yes. they're fully developed they'll stay in dormancy until the floods that's why you ever see those those videos on facebook where they hatch in water yeah yeah yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that's why that triggers them right just to start hatching wow and it's the only it's the only uh, turtle in the world, freshwater, that has flippers. Mm. Yeah. That's so fucking cool. Yeah, it's a cool Why, animal. Why wouldn't that be possible in captivity, though? You would have to go through so much for such a little return. Science, dude. You know, but you're a legend. As a, it's like it's like you're on a t-shirt, man. It's like, it's like looking at Jesus and go walk on the water, and then he don't. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> you know, bro. And, no, and people who question me, people who question me, be like, hey, bitch. Is your are you in a t-shirt? <laughs> I am. Yeah. You're on t-shirt. <laughs> no, but it, it in order like I know you hate the industry, but in order for it to to work in the industry, it would have to be profitable. And right now, to those people, it's more profitable to farm, quote unquote, than to captive breed. Mm -hmm. Pussy. Okay. I mean, that's, that's not hard, necessarily but... true. You would have to have the P word, and I don't like the P, <laughs> the P word. word. No, 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 no. I, I agree with the profit. I mean, honestly, if you're doing this for a living, you're a professional herpetoculturist like I am. You, There is a monetary <coughs> consideration, but I mean, if they're $1,000 a piece captive bred, I mean, how hard could it be to, to raise and lower the water? There's pumps for that. That's you true. You can drain mm -hmm. it and then reflood it by pumping it back in. The thing, the only thing with that species is even the people who live there, I don't think they even know that much about this species. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, and that's yeah. probably a big part Because you just throw it in there. Well, I was yeah. going to say, how easy do those things get fungal issues? A lot. Yeah. So here's the thing. Because they're spending um, the majority of their time in the so, water. So this is for fish people. I, They need a higher pH. That's, yeah. Um, and people don't do that. They just give them gravel yeah. and, and yeah. water tap water that it needs to be a higher ph the limestone type situation 
Um, I used to breed a lot of African cichlids, like I said, and so I have all that that stuff that can raise that pH. I have mm. all that limestone and stuff to, to help that. Mm. When you keep it in tap water and mud, you're keeping it too acidic, like a uh, like an angel, like South American fish, discus, uh, neon tetras. That's all acidic. It's all like um, they need tannin water. Tannins. That's what I was going to go for. Tannins. Whereas uh, higher pH stuff is more like. Uh, Ocean, but not ocean. It's fresh water, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's where you start getting the fungal issues of yeah, those yeah, animals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so it's like brackish. Feel. You're saying not brackish, but um, the pH is the pH is just too, so like yeah. Florida has hard water, which is higher pH, yeah. which is good. Uh-huh. Um, but in a long term setting with tap water, even if you're dechlorinating it, it's going to be a lower yeah. pH or standard sure. pH. It needs to be higher. Yeah. That's where people are going wrong. So right now, I have that cichlid sand that it raises naturally raises the water but again it's in a natural it's in a quarantine setup so it's controlled it does have that high ph but i it's very small because i want it to eat i want it to medicate it and then once it's good to go no scarring no fungal then it will go into something bigger do you think the ph takes out like will kill the fungal the fungus itself the high ph yeah Yeah. that's gonna help because people are keeping that species regular with medication, I'm keeping it higher pH with medication. Mm. So I, I think that mine will probably have a better recovery. Okay, well, it's already Erica eating. It's already doing. Yeah. It's already yeah. doing pretty well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's pretty good. Conception and I went to a zoo in South Carolina, south of the border, That's and their fly, <laughs> their all right, that thing, their fly river was in green water. Green doesn't all, doesn't mean bad though, buddy. That is true. That shit was it, nasty. It, it's an eyesore, but it doesn't really mean bad. Yeah. Whatever right. reptile that is. I mean, yeah, go drink it, Eddie. I'm not going to drink it. <laughs> but, you know, these animals want, yeah. you know, they want security. No. They want to, yeah. if, the, if the entire world of freshwater and saltwater was crystal clear, animals would all freak. these animals would freak out. Regardless if they get eaten or not, they're going to feel insecure. They're going to feel vulnerable. Is and they're just going to fail. Maybe. Tannins. Yeah, so we need, yeah. You need <laughs> we need tannins, bro. We need a tan, dude. <laughs> you need shit water, Chuck. Yeah. Is that like, it's like tea. But that's also yeah. like, crocodilians use that to their advantage, too, yeah. because they can ambush. You don't want yeah. crystal clear water. Yeah. It's it's mm-hmm. not natural. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. there's certain places of oceans and rivers and all that that have crystal water, but like it's like, give them, yeah. give them mata mata crystal clear water. <laughs> See what happens. It's gonna yeah. be fucked. <laughs> Let's find out. <laughs> yeah, no, Gosh, fuck, no. dude. So... Our homie here, to the left of me, has invested heavily in fucking emerald tree boas. Chuck, really? I got Zeto. So I, I want to know. Oh. I want to know why. <laughs> You're not going to get a full answer to that one right now. <laughs> You're just like, ball pythons are so much better. Yeah, why would you real. get that's emerald That's why I'm boas. looking at you. Like, that's a fire-ass thing. You My make thing, ball pythons, but you so don't question it. This you is don't a, question this you, bro. When you posted the picture of it outside... My, I mean, my first thought was like, damn, it's fucking, it's not too hot up here for that. Nope. No? So, I'm going to tell you part Do you know of they the come reason, from? but yeah, I'm not, yeah. not going to give away everything yet. Dun, dun. So, not not for any reason. Man. I didn't need to heavily test. I don't start talking about shit until I yeah. really test it out, prove that my theories are correct. But, ten years ago, I started working on these giant anoles that uh-huh. I kind of have pioneered at least the commercial production of them. And they had a lot of problems in the beginning, and I noticed that all the problems were correlated. The same pro- exact problems they see in chondros, emerald tree bows, these guys had all the same thing. Prolapsing, um, 
uh, infertility, uh, shedding issues, everything was there. But I've never been one to really give up, so I was like, okay, I'm going to figure this shit out. And it took me a decade, full 10 years. And then I was sitting in a Culver's with Casey Cannon talking about shit, and it, it clicked. I, I, so I defeated each problem over the last 10 years. Every couple of years, I would knock something else out. I finally got them this year to where they're 100% burning it. They're, they're just perfect. I'm not getting any more infertiles. They always look good. And I had to change a lot of things, but it, but it basically um, revolved around an entire <coughs> system that I have designed that's kind of complicated, but what it does is, is it, it, it completely fills in the picture. So my thing was when I left that Culver's that day, I was, I was like, okay, well, I, this is what I was going to do. And now I'm going to take this and I'm going to go after something I really wanted, have always wanted to do, which was Amazon basins particularly, but even Northern. So as soon as I got home, I made some phone calls, obviously. And, and now we've got a shit ton of emeralds. And then I built a, a, a kind of a crude system to test it out. It's working mm. really well. And um, now I'm in the process of building a real full system. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, basically, I, I don't even want to say it, but... You don't have to say what you yeah. don't want to say. No, yeah. no, no, no. But uh, overall, across the board, our husbandry for any equatorial tropical species is pretty inadequate. Hmm. And there was a few things that... You're saying tubs are wrong? <laughs> you know, and, and oddly enough, that is actually part of the problem. Not not tubs per se, but we have a limited amount of commercial caging that's available, and everyone wants to to use that caging. Mm. And most of the caging it was not designed for those kind of things. Mm. They were designed the racks in particular designed for ball pythons. People spent a lot of money and a lot of time to come up with a plug and play system. So yeah. nowadays. I mean, I remember when ball pythons were not easy to breed, but nowadays you can buy a rack, buy the ball pythons, buy the food, buy the water, plug them in, done. Yeah. And pretty much a 10-year-old can do it. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's not a yeah. slight on ball pythons. Roasted. But, but no, no, no. Yoshi, how old are you? I swear. No, no, no. No, I mean, there's lots of things like yeah, that. Yeah. There's, but, 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 it, but it's been made easy because they have very specific and tailored you know, husbandry, at least to get breeding out of them. Yeah, that reliable breeding, those, the CB70 and the rack that they go in with mm -hmm. the heat thing in the back, it just, it, it more or less checks all the boxes they need. So you actually have a plug and play system, but you don't really have that for anything else. Now, some colubrids, a lot of colubrid species, ground, ground-based small colubrid species work well in those boxes. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, in the snake caging, you know, those were originally really designed for boa constrictors. And yeah. they, they work really well for boa constrictors. Mm -hmm. You know, you get a big vision cage, and if you, <coughs> especially if you modify it a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but for everything else, and particularly anything that needs high humidity, a lot of water, a lot of, you know, area to move around. Arboreal things, I found out early on in an old development that if you don't give them a variety of different size branches of different size mm -hmm. things to mm -hmm. crawl on that they don't develop properly yeah and, hmm. and they need to use like different kinds of muscles and stuff yeah like saying. i mean i see it with blue tongue skinks mm -hmm. this is one of the reasons why we, i did this system that we have for the blue tongues is that and i mean i think people that have s seen the blue tongues out there mm -hmm. and it, they're they're different 
than mm. the ones you see that raise in a box. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the boxes obviously they work. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. Good. I'm not an anti-racker, so don't go. He looking at me while he's. <laughs> <saying>. <laughs> because, because Chuck's about ready to hug me, and I'm like, no, no. Yeah. no you can no, do the no. same thing with uh, with a lot of rat snakes. A lot of rat snakes that grew, you can tell if rat snake grew up in a tub because its nose has kind of not necessarily like yes. ripped its face, but it is Texas like you can see stunted. Mike Texas rat. You can has see that. stunted. Yeah. I went to a yeah. uh, well. I probably shouldn't say that. People know where I live. Um, <laughs> like I know they know that I'm here, but I went to a place that sells reptiles. <laughs> Um, and I saw a, a Texas rat that did have Mine that thing, and I'm like, that sick. definitely was raised in a rack because, yeah, because they just shoved themselves. Yeah, they really tried to push it, themselves. It's an up. animal that climbs a lot, so the whole time it's in a rack, which is what I had it in. It's trying to push. Yeah, so yeah. I had it since it was a little baby, and now that it's big, it's like five and a half feet, and then his face has like a bump, and mm. it's like like a pug, mm-hmm. like yeah. pushed. Yeah. I'm not in the blue tongue game at all. I have zero interest in that. Boo. Um, I love this. No offense, <laughs> but. He's right. I, I've now that I've seen his collection and, and seen those animals, and then I see other people's animals. I can I can tell the difference now. Yeah, I think that's yeah. right there. It's equivalent to quality mm-hmm. of the animal because whatever it is is allowing the animal to work those muscles that yeah. they sometimes mm-hmm. cannot well, work. Yeah. Other there's areas. ramps. There's different yeah. things that they can climb on, it, and they and a, they all use it. Yeah. It's, a two, it. it's a two pronged assault on that problem, though. Heather has designed our own food, so we don't really rely on, on. So she does all the husbandry for them, mm-hmm. and the food that they get, I, I doubt there's anybody out there that's, I mean, Providing offering the variety. Raising. Yeah, they get bugs, a variety of insects. They get her own concoction, which is a mixture of a few different um, commercially available diets, and then some cat food thrown in, and then some other things, and. So they get this really random and totally variable, depending on the day, they get different <coughs> fruit. Some days they get nothing but fruit. Some days, sometimes they'll go two weeks without getting any. Sometimes they'll get, um, you know, whatever fruit is in season. Like right now we're getting, um, what's that thing that I have grown on the side of the building that the raccoons papaya? keep? Yeah, papaya. Ooh, so right now, we're getting a lot, right, now, <laughs> right now we're getting a lot of papaya, so all that stuff is getting a lot of that. Um, and it, and, it, and it makes a huge difference. The ones that are mm-hmm. just kind of raised on cat food, yeah, you can keep them alive that way, but and raised in a box where they can't use their muscles, then you get these kind of floppy. Mm-hmm. So I was not happy with that. When I originally mm-hmm. started, when Heather really wanted to go into these and we started buying them up, I was like, man, these things, all the ones we're getting, they're kind of floppy, you know? They just don't feel right. They don't feel like wild. It's better when they're, like, erect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> like flaccid. Google's flaccid, bro. Like, like, <laughs> the skin goes like this. So right. Someone's have a hard spine, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, they should be fast. Yeah. You know, ours are mm-hmm. super fast. Like, oh, when you are. come out there and yes. you walk by the enclosures, they, they're gone. You know, now that you say that, that's one of the jokes that I have at my job because the one we have is it was in a tub, now it's, like, in a big thing still not like for all the muscles and stuff one of the jokes I have is if you guys look at this blue tongue skink and it was a predator trying to eat it if he was to run is he fast or slow yeah everybody says fast and I on purpose put him on the floor touch the back to go as fast as possible it's super slow and then I just go that's turbo right there everybody dies <laughs> I pick him up and then I go no 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 in the wild they're a lot faster especially with fear I would be fast too yeah but like I've noticed that so <laughs> I just screaming at it ah, run <laughs> <laughs> So Boom. I use that, and now that you say that out loud, I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And when you see videos of them in the wild, too, yeah. they're like... Yeah. So yeah. our friend Tito, he sent me a video of this guy. He's like, oh, you guys know the shoe racks? You know, like the shoe racks where people put their, like, Jordans or whatever? Uh-huh. Um, 
and so he's like, so I had this great idea for my geckos, right? And so he's drilling holes in the sides and putting vents. And <laughs> he sent me that, and I responded to it and said, people will do literally anything but build their animals enclosures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get their animals Especially for what it is. Like what you said, like with the blue tongues and stuff. Like, I feel like that's way more interesting than the breeding itself. Like the breeding, a plus and a half. Yeah. But yeah. then figuring out how to keep them, that's... That's, the, that's actually the best part of yeah of, of keeping that is yeah. that thing that is reverse that engineering and, and building 100%. this is also why i've never made any money <laughs> 40 years yeah, yeah i mean i, I because but, because but that's you're a not local the, legend that's a, yeah. <laughs> no he's he's international don't no. don't, oh, don't get it international legend yeah that's i have that. a shirt but he should have a clothing line that's good that's good that's great but you know like how many rag people are local legends really in the making I don't know if you know this, but I am the <laughs> Felsuma King of Okoe. Yeah. I mean, how many are there, dude? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't Just matter. know that. He's top. He's number look at, one. Look at Eddie. He's like, what the hell? Just oh, Okoe. I, I stole some of his. Yes, he did. God. Yeah. So, yeah. It's your fault. So you think that even even the snakes have, have like a similar thing with the arboreal stuff that you still need to provide different size branches for them? As far as like their, their own yeah. mus, mus, uh, muscle growth? Yeah. I mean, think, come on, think about it. They're not sitting on a perch. Yeah. And even though I, I, I think the perch idea that they have clearly is, is a correct idea as far as, you know. They need climbing. They need, but they need, they, they do have a tendency to sit out on the edge of the branches, right? Yeah. That's where they sit. It's probably multiple reasons for that. You know, uh, sunlight. Yes. I've noticed that ours bask all the time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Everybody initially told me when I had floated this idea by a couple of people, they were like, oh, no, you can't keep them above 86 degrees. They'll die. I was like, okay, well, watch this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I had the miner out in 90-degree heat basking, mm-hmm. but they can also get in the shade. Yeah. And um, they have – right now, like I said, it's very crude what they have, but they have multiple different – sizes branches multiple different orientations they have some vertical some horizontal they mm-hmm. use them all sometimes they're on the horizontal thick ones sometimes they're out on the edge of the, yeah. the, the thin ones yeah. sometimes they're in the cork logs carry yeah. they're curled up yeah. so um i just think in in general um they're i think that how do i say that without sounding like a complete asshole but i think i think the reptile industry I think a lot of us suffer from myopia, and I and I did too, mm. for sure. My vision was it took me a long time to figure out ten years working on those anoles because I had to divorce myself from from a lot of processes that we take for granted that we think are the right way, but they're yeah. they're actually so once you rip all those hooks out of you and you change your perspective on things, you'd be amazed at the at the at the the revelations oh, yeah. that kind of pop into your head. Like, I don't know where the fuck they come from, but Cold sometimes <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everybody <laughs> write it down. We got a meeting. <laughs> you want so, good ideas? So, go to Culver's. With, um, so anyway, I'm, yeah, I have a, a, a boa constrictor. He's only about four feet, so nothing crazy, but he's in a four by two by two enclosure right now. And everyone knows how the ETBs sit, right? Yeah. They get on the branch and they do the whole wrap thing around, right? My boa does the exact same thing. I, every time it's he does it, I take a picture. I know, right? <laughs> I'm like, this guy doesn't know what kind of boa he is, you know. And he's basking, and he's doing the the ETB thing with yeah. his head sitting on top of it. I'm yeah. like, that's insane. If you have that kind of uh, animal at like six feet, seven, eight, nine, ten feet long, and you don't have branches in there for it to do that, it's never going to. 
You know, yeah. you're never gonna see not anything just, different yeah. from what not animal. just branches, but different types of branches. Yeah. Well, we, I, we had this conversation a while back where, like, in the parrot, the people who breed birds and parrots, it's just one perch. Yeah. Yeah. Two perch. I hate that. And they're the same diameter. Yeah. You start messing up the yeah. parrots' yeah. feet. Yeah. These, same if they're these, too flat. The, yeah. Mm. It, the same thing happens with these arboreal snakes. Mm. You give them one type of perch, and then that's it. Their body is just. Yeah. yeah, it's just not looking good. Well, and I, I, one thing I've said this on other podcasts before, but one of the things that I that I have figured out is, and I mean, other people clearly must know this. I just haven't. I mean, it's not it's not something that I came up with on my own, but um, I did notice that. Okay, so I think that what you see there when you see that, I think that's a water collection strategy mm. to pool water. It pulls so water to the head. Face, yeah, yeah. Yes. Huh. I, I'm sure that that's why emeralds do it and chondros. Mm-hmm. That's why they're sitting out on the edge of the branches. That's in to collect rainforest. rain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Collect right. rain and to collect dew. So they don't, in the dry season, they're getting dew cycles. In the wet season, right. they're getting rain. Mm. And they just, that's why they're, that's why they're in captivity. They're fucking dehydrated all mm-hmm. the time because it's very hard to simulate that, especially in the you know this kind of standard caging all of our caging for reptiles is is basically a beef jerky boxes like for everything <laughs> yeah it's a it's a dry box because you got to keep it dry yep. and then that you put a heat panel or a heat lamp in there that dries it out even yep. further that's why everybody has to kind of you know it's constantly in catch-up mode yep. yeah so so that's so one of the th- that's one of the things that we're doing is we're kind of re-looking at all of that why that is the way it is like i i look at a lot of youtube videos i look at a lot of stuff online and i see a lot of dehydration signs they're Mm -hmm. minor but they're there and in almost all of it so so i started really kind of pushing that so but again it's it's a work in progress there's a lot of moving parts to it but yeah i think i think the you know water intake is uh yeah is something to look at but absolutely but also better different caging it sucks i hate building cages i absolutely hate it i can't do it i'm terrible at it i have people that i call to i just get, pay people to do it because <laughs> yeah, i because I, I suck at it but i think that depending on the species you kind of have to tailor your with the exception of like the some of the most popular stuff because we already have the tailor more or less you know and then so so it's really, I mean, how many different ways can you build a box? But turns out there's multiple. There's lots. Yep. yep. And then even the box that we have, you don't have to, you, they don't have to, everybody kind of copies each other. Mm-hmm. Everybody kind of cannibalizes, and that's a problem because yeah. if the first guy doesn't have it right, then everybody else downstream is not going to have it right. That's how you have all this crazy misinformation all over yep. Facebook. Yep. And, you know, yeah. we've actually gone backwards, honestly. I feel like as far as, the industry, as far as knowledge, we've actually gone backwards you over the last... You think backwards and not still? No. No, I think we've gone backwards. There's a lot more people that believe a lot of just absolutely ridiculous ideas. That yeah. was not the case 20 years ago. If you want to support us, head on over to modernreptileshop.com or in the description where you can find our merch. And the best part is, is that a percent of the proceeds from the merch gets donated to conservation. One more time, that's modernreptileshop.com or head on over to the description. To what you were saying, uh, we had a black throat monitor. Oh in my a, God. I in thought you were going to say something else. In a, <laughs> in a old school enclosure. 
right? Outside, but old school, just dirt. I think for him to climb, <coughs> bask, and that was it. So they gave us another enclosure to put him in. And I went, okay, what can we do? They told us whatever you want. So me and my coworkers got together and we started looking at photos of the animal in the wild. Yeah. Started looking at clay. We got clay in the back. We yeah. go, all right, get a few buckets of clay, throw it all in the ground. What else? We built it with a mound and we put a log under it and then he dug his own burrow. We didn't, you saw that, right? Yeah. He dug his own burrow, goes in there and now uh, it's like good humidity and all that. And then I go, he's always shedding. One of the guys goes, monitors are always shedding. And I was like, nothing's always shedding. Like no. it, it, something's odd. Yeah. So now we put a hose into the hole where he lives in within a month. He's just like prettiest coloration mm -hmm. he's ever had. Like that is just what you were saying, like hydration from that hole where he was in. So it's a, it's a mound, a log, heat lights on top of it. Yeah. Like right now, it's hot as hell, and yep. he's basking. Yeah. Like he's basking at a 150 yeah. each, easy. You went in there, yeah. you felt it. He goes in there, so I put water, that heat goes through the mound, down there, makes all that humidity in there, yeah. he gets to shed, walks out looking like dark as hell, super pretty. Yeah, you know what though? I think that just in general with reptile keeping people are afraid of humidity because of the fear of a respiratory infection yep. and for that to travel around well, to your whole collection the reason respiratory infections happen most of the time is because of stagnant air yeah uh -huh. if you are constantly breathing in the same cycle of water in the air then you're going to breathe in. in more mold more bacteria more yeah. fungus i think that's one of the next things that a lot of reptile keepers are doing nowadays but not enough people and it's about air circulation they're putting in fans within their enclosures with misting systems to keep that air moving that's that's part of the problem absolutely ventilation ventilation the the stag stagnant air is a big part of the problem the other part of the problem is this insistence on maintaining reptiles at this sort of safe temperature some a static yes. safe temperature yes there's nothing there's i've never seen it i mean Static 85 degrees. Yep, it sounds good, and you can probably maintain them like that. But are they really going through all their life functions no, like that? No, no, no. I have, um, I have beauty rat snakes, and everyone tells you room temp only. Yeah, you don't put any heat on them. All of my rat snakes have 35 watt halogens. It's not a lot of heat. Yeah, it's not a lot of heat. But, but at that it. basking spot, it gets 85 degrees, and and that's another thing. A lot of people are putting their animals. And it depends on the animal, of course, but they're putting their animals on like 12 hour heat cycles where they can't get away from that heat. Yeah. You know, and it's like your animal is on all the time. Yeah. You know, there's no cool down for them, there is no gradient for them. Yeah. I keep the heat lamps on for my plated lizards, for students, giant plated lizards. I think about four hour intervals, two four hour intervals. So if they want to bask in the morning, they can. And if they want to bask in the afternoon, there's still that option. Yep. But the lights go off at night, they stay at room temp overnight. Yep. You know, I don't have any heat lamp or a heat light or any heat option at nighttime because yeah. they they don't find they it. don't yeah. find it yeah they're mm -hmm. in the ground they're in their burrows sleeping it's they don't need to be heat hot all the time correct so yeah. with the beauties i offer they're only on for four hours out of the day because i again i don't want them to cook so i only give them that heat spot and when that heat turns on depending move, on the snake they move their there. move they're there basking and then they go back yep you know because they only need to be that hot for so long they're like yeah, i correct. just need the energy for the rest of the day Digest my meal, go back yeah. to doing my thing. If you go herping, that's exactly what you look for. <coughs> you have two for. hours in the morning yeah. and two hours in the evening. You yep. see? Yep. yep. Why not replicate what is in the wild? That's yeah. what I always have done. Yeah. yeah. It's like, that's the thing. When I, I feel like, I was like, when I started, I wanted to be a ball python breeder. I feel like that's uh, lame. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you chose correctly. <laughs> yeah. So then. I think you just got to play. <laughs> so then I started uh, herping. And seeing the animals, exactly that. You yeah. know what I said? You know how we found my first snakes? 
go for tortoises. I'm like, I can't find fucking snakes, but these turtles are everywhere. Yep. So I'm like, writing down what time they come out. Yep. And Damn. when I was about to figure it out, I met a, a friend of mine that herps throughout the whole state, and he tells me, it's this time, this time. I was like, God fucking damn it. I was yeah. right there. And then I could do it. Yeah. And then now I, I go home and I'm like, first of all, I have mine in racks. They can't even periscope like the snakes that I see outside. Yeah. Uh, they can't climb, which most of my corn snakes have been like up fucking trees and shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, something's off. Like, I don't, I don't like this because of what I see out there. Like, I don't understand how we got here when out there, it, it doesn't work like that. Well, it's yeah. just what, what Ron just said. He's like, we're trying to keep everything like they're ball pythons. Yes. We're, and it, granted, Racks are not the best thing for ball pythons, but they work for them. Yes. Yeah. That doesn't mean that they work for every animal. We just talked about rat snakes. We're talking about ETBs. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work for everything. You know, and everybody's trying to make, to put their animals in shoe racks. <laughs> but I kind of, yeah. uh, the good thing about it is like people like him get to have an advantage and have a step ahead of everybody and go, let me go this route. And then. You know what would suck though? If you're close to Ron, but you're doing like the ball python stuff like Yoshi and <laughs> He's like, yeah, how do you keep your blue tongues? And, he, and Ron's like, oh, I keep them outside. I give them this. And Yoshi's crying like, so I hate you guys. They're in a so CB, what, CB70? <laughs> no, I mean, but I mean, you guys know that I have every intention to put the blue tongues yeah, outside. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's like shit. the next thing that I am excited for. You know what I just imagined? What? You pushing the rack outside. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he told me to do this. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking crazy. That's great. <laughs> Yo, when I post the pictures of the blue tongues outside, I'm just gonna Photoshop a rack. That's just all I'm gonna do. Be like, yo, the blue tongues are outside, bro. He's gonna quit it. Log into Facebook next week and see motherfuckers pushing racks out. Thank you, Ron St. Pierre, for telling me. This is why I'm very careful about because I do. We do a lot of experimental shit, and I can't tell you how many times we've had people that see what we do, try to replicate it, do it all fucking ass backwards. Yep. And I, and I can't really exp like there's a there's this pervasive myth that keeping stuff outside is easier than keeping stuff into it. Yeah, no. And that is absolutely yes. patently yeah. false. Yeah. Because not only do you have to know the animal and the environment, but you also have to know your weather conditions, your your native fauna yep. that could uh -huh. interfere, the fucking plant life that's around. I mean, there's all these things that go into it and then you're constantly reacting to the weather, especially yep. This year has been nuts. Like it was cold in early June, and then it got super hot. Yeah. And now it's so raining it, constantly. Yeah. Burning. Yeah. All, all kinds of just. So we're constantly turning the dials. Yeah. So we, I never suggest that people try to do what we're doing. Mm -hmm. I, I, I tell everybody the same thing. You know, you got to fig. You got to do some thinking for yourself. You got to yeah. figure out what can I do if I want to keep this. What can I do with within my own framework? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. The amount of times working at a pet store where people are like, I want a tortoise. And they're like, okay, cool. What's your setup looking like? What are we going to do about it? And like, I want to keep it outside. And I'm like, do you know anything about that? And they're like, no, I just have a lanai and I want to let him live in there. And I'm like, so nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so you don't know how this works at all. To Ron's point, I live 20 minutes away from Ron. That's it, 20 minutes away. If I were to keep exactly like him, everything would die. Everything would be dead. They'd yeah. be, they would just die. Yeah. Why floods? He's on so he's soil. on a higher elevation. Elevation. You yes. you you dig. It's white sand. You yep. dig in my yard. It's it's black. It's water. Mm -hmm. um, so everything I have to build is if it's a drier species, it has to be built on somewhat of a stilt. Raised up. Yeah. It's raised up. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> again, it's like what he said. You have to know your animal. You have to know 
your land. Every yep. I moved two years ago from one area to another, only eight minutes away. Changed. Completely totally different. different. Yep. Completely different. Literally eight minutes away. Yep. I lost the. I lost almost two seasons just from the, that move. Wow. And yeah, it was just from that. The microclimate. It would, yeah. yeah. The microclimates, everything was different. Yeah. yeah. Even where you put the enclosure. Yeah. Again. Like uh, telling people like, okay, at what point are you going to put this enclosure in your lanai? Because you need to make sure it's not in complete sun. One, you need to make sure that there's some direct sun that comes in there if you're yeah. not going to put any heat on the thing. But you need to make sure that there is still shade there. Yeah. So do you know how your lanai works like that or no? Yeah. Because yeah. then I can't help you. I have then, no idea what a lanai is. It's a patio that's screened in. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, the and the other thing is, I hate this topic, but I, I hate I hate having to fight it because people say, "Oh, you keep animals outside. It's so easy. You're cheating." That's the yeah. one thing we you're get cheating. a lot. We're cheating. <laughs> oh, yeah. You don't think that? Yeah. Yeah, you're cheating. You're putting it outside. But look at it like this: when you keep an animal indoors, you control the humidity. Everything. You control the substrate. You control the sun. Your light bulb. Yeah. Outdoors, you don't control any of that shit. Nope. You just control where you're putting that animal, and then you react from there. Yeah, total chaos. And then, yeah. in my situation, when I moved, I had everything set up. I had a like a giant ditch in the back with a river. The city bulldozed that river and flattened it out. So yeah. guess what? Oh shit! Everything floods now. Yeah. I have to react and change how everything is now. The yep. frogs are like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing that's yeah. like, yeah. 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 So like all of those starter cages that I just built, like I said, everything's on a stilt. Yeah. And, you know, you have to be reactive constantly. So this whole thing of you're cheating because you're putting things outdoors is, no. yeah, is no. not the case. Yeah. No, no, but no, again, no. the only benefit that you're getting is your animal is actually getting real no, UVB. we get a lot of benefit. Yeah. We do. We do. Because there's nothing that's going to beat the sun. It's worth the effort to do it if you can do it, but you actually have to do a lot of fucking Mm -hmm. research. Yeah. Yeah. And real UV, that's the most important thing, I think. Yeah, you can't. We can't replicate that. No. Nobody's ever going to replicate that big ball in the sky. Everyone wants to criticize the outdoor keepers, but again, if you had the opportunity to keep your animal in a proper Mm -hmm. setting, which, you know, the sun is better than any any brand Mm -hmm. of of UV light, Mm -hmm. you can do it. That's part yeah. of the reason. Like, yeah. I really want a Pied Pectinata, and that's part of the reason I don't get one yet because I still need to figure out where I'm going to put that enclosure, and I'm scared about what will happen to it if I fuck up. You know, uh, I know you have the the banana pectinatas yeah, outside have, too. Heather's got a bunch of them. They're they we just got a bunch of eggs. They're doing real well. Oh, jeez. So, all, yeah. the, you know what? The honestly, the trick to those in Florida really is to build an eight foot vertical cage. That's so they is. can all no matter where the sun is in the position in the sky, oh, shit. they can always go up to the top and get it. Yeah. So, and if you worry in it near where your house is, I mean, you can you can pretty much guarantee that's the real mm-hmm. secret to them is they are incredible they be, basking yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, species. They like a lot of heat mm-hmm. and they bask a lot more than any other reptile I've ever seen. Nice. Okay. So yeah, that's how we. That was the. I mean that that is a guarantee. Then you can literally put it any place. Yeah. Okay. Like as, lo- as long as your house doesn't totally block it, eight foot seems to be about what most the standard yeah, yeah. house. Uh, and they use that entire enclosure. Yeah, and they use the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, they, I had to make him look for eggs. Like, <laughs> they they hit him in a spot I couldn't get to. <laughs> I was like, man, I'm too fat to get in. Do me a favor. Yeah. <laughs> That's but, uh, How are the frogs doing for you? Then? Uh, I mean, I have I I just have the whites, and they're kind of a side pro. Before I figured out the emerald tree boa thing, I was going to go at frogs hard, and then I figured that I was like, all right, I canceled every tree frog we were working on except for the whites and honestly they're canceled i'm just kind of waiting to see if they have if they have some babies and whatever but you just can't compete with eddie 
No. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who taught him how to do this. That's oh, true. No, 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 no. That's true. Ron, Ron, years, Ron years ago. He won't let you yeah. have anything, dude. Yeah. Ron years ago told me about the whites and I, I did it. No, before. I was like, yeah, it's my, honestly, tree frogs have always been my get out of jail thing. Mm-hmm. If I have a shitty year, something wipes me out, finan- you know, with my uh, my other pr- stuff that we work that's on. That's true. I can take a group of frogs and be into profit. Hey, Alex, how many frogs months. you want? All right, cool. I'll so, be there in 30 minutes. I use yeah. red-eyed tree frogs to bail me out of a lot of hard times over mm. the years. I nice. just go down, buy 20, 40 imports, put them outside in an enclosure, collect the fucking eggs. and It's fire. Yeah, it was, I think I'm going to start bringing frogs. <laughs> no, you're right. fine, bro. It sounds easy, but you better be able no, to. No, I'm not going to do it. The majority, the majority I, of I see my... one jump, I'll fucking shit myself. No, the majority of the food is for my frogs. Yeah. Yeah? Dang. I would say Interesting. maybe like 80% of what I purchase for, for feeding for feeding mm. is just for those frogs. Jesus you know, Christ. You know what I've uh, played with in like, kind of like those experiments you be doing? So whenever I go down south, whatever I catch, I bring it home, mm-hmm. and then I keep it outside. Yeah. Right? So I have anoles, which, by the way, I'm going to hit you up soon. Just <laughs> 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 know that shit. I have a, a nine anoles. I have one, two, three, four, five in two different types of enclosures. That's why one time I asked you, what screen do you use, remember? Yeah. Yeah, because the screen from the Edsel Terrace was fucking the faces up. So I was like, I need to figure something out. I I had built one before you told me about that, which is like wood, all sides, and only the first door screen, and I used that screen. That also worked for me, but I need more sunlight in there. So like I've been testing that. And then chameleons was an interesting one because I got chameleons that were well caught here in Florida, (coughs) kept them outside, fucking thrived. And I was like, hmm, let me do the same with captive bred death. They just, really? They just died. They just fucking died. Same enclosure. Like, I just moved them. I just moved the, the ones that were there thriving, put the captive born ones, and died. Same thing with my friend who has, like, a whole uh, greenhouse of them. And he put uh, wa- uh, captive born, and most of them died except for a few. All veils? All veils, yeah, all veils. Hmm. I haven't tried panthers yet, hmm. but I want to. I know where to catch them. Yeah, <laughs> where's that I think location? Everybody does at this huh? point. I said, where's that location? Yo, we we like twenty minutes. We could oh, do it after. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> really? No, no. Okay. Because <laughs> I vend at Repticon. <laughs> I don't know if you know, but I have a table. But I'm do. I'm a local like no. <laughs> That's beneath me. Yeah. <laughs> You're just obsessed with putting everything outside now. Yeah. Uh, she's like, can it go outside? I don't want it. Nope. Yeah, Felsuma. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brettles. Those are all good. Brettles are perfect for outdoors. Yeah. And I think she's gravid, my female. <gasps> oh, shit. She's like like that, dude. So, fingers crossed. I'm excited about that. That's crazy. I did it. Now you're a real breeder after that. Yeah. Now? <laughs> <laughs> I've bred turtles outside. <laughs> yeah, they breed themselves. <laughs> Come on. Why? Well, it's not like I put effort to breed the brettles. They bred themselves. I didn't you, put cloaca to no, cloaca. But you, you changed the ecosystem and the <laughs> habitats, and you did it. That makes you a local legend. You get a shirt. We gotta have to get another shirt. Yeah, but not yet. Not yet. You said now. You gotta. You, you gotta make sure. Yeah, established. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. You gotta breed frogs first. <laughs> well, King toads. I, oh, oh my god, god dude! You'd I would die. die. I breed a lot of Cubans. I see them jumping out of my no, turtle so pots. I, <laughs> bleach them. Oh god. So many of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, I, I, no. I just moved the anoles to a giant. Uh, the lace monitor enclosures. Yeah. Now the oh, the are in there? That's no. crazy. Dude, it's... Is that the one you post, like, multiple? 
Yes. Oh my god. No, that's actually yeah. badass. I'm I wish I would have thought of this and 10 they, years ago. How many are there? Are there, are there multiple males? I did have multiple males and some, but then they were they were constantly fighting over the center, and mm. I was like, yeah, they weren't hurting each other, but I felt I was afraid. I, so the Ludogolaris are so rare, and I'm really currently still the only, one of the only people, I think I am actually the only person that's producing them still, but hopefully that's going to change because a lot of people mm-hmm. now, I've been putting them in competent hands, so next year, but that and all is so rare, I didn't want to take a chance, so I ended up splitting them. So what I have is on Luda Galaris, uh, basically each enclosure is going to have one one male and four females. So mm-hmm. I have that with the Podior, I have that with uh, Luda Galaris, and I have that with the uh, Albinos. And man, it's the best shit I ever did with them things. I, I'm i just shocked at how, mm-hmm. first of all, they're awesome to watch. Now you get to see them like in those, Behaviors in those three foot cages, yeah. it's, just, it's just not, it's not it wasn't enough. And then it was a pain in the ass too with the screen cages because... Um, one, trying to get them not to rub their nose is a bitch. Um, two, every time you have to find eggs from those things, you know, you have to pull the plant out and then check for the egg. Everything's ruined. And they, yeah. they jump out, yeah. and then I end up wasting 10 minutes chasing them around. Mm-hmm. And so in these big cages now, I just go in with a tray that has four plants that are up uh, near the ceiling, and then I just pull the plants down, check for eggs, put them back. The knolls move from plant to plant as I move them so they don't, they're not disturbed. And it's it's kicking ass. We we got, pulled so many eggs out of them uh, last week. It was you crazy. see that's that right there. That's the thing. Yeah. You see the explosion. Oh, did you see um, Armin was like teasing a whole huge enclosure they had. Armin yeah. herb time. Yeah. And he's like, guys, what am I gonna put in here? What am I gonna put in here? Yeah, it was like croc monitor, whatever. And it's like, guys, green anoles. What if I did green anoles? And not gonna lie, I was like, really, bro. But then I was like, you know what? Fire. Yeah. That'd be fire. That's the thing. You're showing everyone how you, they should keep a green and all. Yeah, yeah and it, I feel like that also gives a lot to the animal. To, like, it's cool. The animal's cool as fuck. But seeing the animal in that type of habitat and yeah. then, like, seeing them react to, like, different shit. A fucking fly goes in there. You see the motherfuckers they, going crazy. They, they, they eat brown and yeah, yeah. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yes! Brown and go in there and then you see them. The other day I took my Texas rat out for it because, um, you know, I'm an Instagram weenie. And I took it out and, bro, it caught a, a brown and all. Yeah. And I was like, God fucking damn it. And this shit's inside. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you should just leave it outside, Chuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no, there's no reason. Um, honestly, that was a problem that I had in my. For some reason, even I had it in my head that you had to keep snakes indoors. Mm. Had to be kept indoors. I don't know why. It just that it was there, and then I was like, why the fuck do I need to do that? Mm. That's dumb. So then, then the snakes are outside. I think. Yeah. <laughs> are there snakes? I think. Outside? Are there snakes outside? <laughs> well, I, I think. I think it's because the snake aspect of the hobby is very control, control yes. the environment, control everything, mm-hmm. try to get the outcome, and that that does work really well for some things. But there's a lot of things, especially all the shit that's still considered difficult to breed. Yeah. The reason that it's difficult to breed is because they need a different, totally different setups yeah. than what we have. So. If, if environmental this, triggers. So far, this works. This, it appears to be working very well with the emeralds. We're going to see what it translates to to actual production. And then, then I may uh, employ this method for other difficult species. That, yeah. uh, I love that. I freaking love that so much. Alex, I really who's, the, who's the ETB breeder? We've mentioned him a lot. Alex or Mark or... No, no. Oh, I forget his name. But he does like 
beautiful, beautiful, insane oh, Ed ETBs. Ed Marino, yes. Yeah. Insane ETBs. I've seen yeah. these animals, I'm like, that is nuts. Yeah, those are basins. He has those really thick, <coughs> wide, white stuff. It's crazy. It's insane. Oh, I think you showed me those. Yeah, now probably. That one. Yeah, it's yeah. nuts, dude. Yeah, He's probably insane. one of the longest running... Uh, Amazon Basin Emerald breeders. It's crazy. He's got yeah. He's got a lot of. I watch his stuff on Facebook and it's it's kind of crazy how like people like you guys exist and people still don't like learn from that and so you know why they, they keep trying the same method that doesn't work. It's because people like you are posting and not them. <laughs> like my hurt. Texas rat ate in a knoll, guys. Yeah, but that's my story. <laughs> Most yeah, of my supposed crocodiles. I have the Australian water dragons outside, and I think I've told you guys this before in the mm-hmm. last podcast. But I'll put food in for them, and they stay still. Actually, a lot of my outdoor stuff do. They stay still for the first, like, 10 minutes, mm-hmm. especially the Australian water dragons. The brown and come. They get the food that I threw in there. And then the Australian water dragons or whatever. Take those serves, Then they take the anoles. Clean out the invasives, bro. Yeah. We got it. <laughs> Why don't we make an outside enclosure for whatever eats berms in the Everglades? <laughs> <laughs> but if I were to post that, I'd be crucified by the Yeah, way. for sure. For sure. And it, I don't care. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't. I love it. Yeah, I, I got to the point where I just don't give a shit. I, every time we post like an outdoor bearded dragon thing, we're flooded with, oh, you can't do that in Florida. They're going to die from the rain. Really? It? Unless it's acid rain. I don't think you know, yeah. me, and I don't know if you like this, but I would have been like, oh, no. I've been doing this for years. It's all been so wrong this whole time. It's not like I made all my money off of this. No, the best part, since I vend all the Repticons, thank you, sir. Since I vend all the Repticons, they... And I have the bearded dragons at the shows. They'll talk to me. The bearders? <laughs> they, they talk to me. I drink a little bit and they talk to me. <laughs> the people will talk to me and they're like, hey, have you heard about this person? I think her name's Heather. And they're like, I heard she keeps her dragons. And they look at me and they go, outdoors. <laughs> and I'm like, really? Really? And I actually like, have no idea who. Like, I'm just yeah. like, whoa, you're cr- that, that's, insane. that's insane. And they tell me and they're like, <laughs> so I would never do that. that I would never so even crazy. sell. Those and it, kind when of they tell me, they like talk all quiet and shit. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I hear she's in Central Florida. <laughs> <laughs> really? No. Really? You don't say. I started doing this like what I did with the monitor with almost everything that I keep, especially at work. Like just going, like I read. Oh, this is how it's supposed to be kept, and I go bullshit, and then I literally go and look at where they live, and not the fucking country. That's, That's another thing. People look for the country. Yeah. Hey, motherfucker. Florida, every fucking mile is different. Yep. Where are they at? Yeah. Yeah. I go to the specific areas, and then I look, and I'm like, I look like Florida, dog. Yeah, that, <laughs> like, that, no, that's that's one of the things that a lot of people who keep reptiles, that's their mistake. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. it comes from New Caledonia. Where in New Caledonia? Yeah. It comes from Africa. Where? Do you it's realize big how big Africa's, yeah. this whole Africa's a big. continent? You realize that, not yeah. a country. Yeah. You, know, you know what's really good for that? I don't know if you've ever seen them, but they're called Terralog books. Have you ever no. seen those? No. I'll have to show them to you when you come out. But I don't know if you – I think you can still get them on Amazon. But I think they're originally produced in Germany or maybe Spain. But they have – they're basically kind of an encyclopedia. They have a photo of the animal, of the species, like whatever they're covering, and they're fucking badass. But they are my – the only books that I routinely pull out. Hmm. So they're about all, you can get them for different things. And um, they have a key that shows exactly where it comes from, exactly what the temperature ranges are, exactly what the humidity range, the rainfall range. It's just a very simple, but it gives you everything you actually need. You don't have to sift through all this bullshit. You know, this uh, someone's opinions or beliefs or any of that crap cuts it all out. 
Yeah. You get the facts, and then you can build your own. Absolutely. When I yeah. uh, when I started with the Brettles, timestamp this, Eric. Uh, when I started with the Brettles, I went on. Uh, yeah, that's good yeah, too. Yeah, that's what I use. I just yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 that's why I told him to timestamp yeah. it. Yeah. So I would go there and I would look exactly where they were yep. found, how they yep. were found. Yeah, I did yeah, the yeah. same for the blue tongues when I started, you know, mm-hmm. saying that I'm going to put them outside, and I did the same with the felsuma. So I could be like, let yeah. me see how I could, you know, mimic these yeah, things. Of course. Yeah. The that's same. What I did and with the with reeves turtles. I've done it with the the hunter flowers, the white lip pythons. Yeah. Just to make sure that you're you're hitting those those temperature gradients. If you're listening to this, you're a reptile lover, all right? And what do we all need? We need supplies. So we got you covered. Head on over to imperialreptiles.com and use the code REPTILESWITH to get a specific discount special to us and our listeners for your reptile supplies today. One more time, that's imperialreptiles.com. Use the code REPTILESWITH. When I yeah. um, I took my hunk of flowers to the vet because he had a, a cloacal uh, or a scent gland infection, that was it. What'd you um, do to him? Nothing. I don't know. I think he tried was trying to sense stuff and it was clogged, so he was just uh, I don't know throwing darts. Yeah. Um, you should do what they do to the horses, so that way they don't get back pause. up. They kind of what? No. no. Uh, uh, anyway, crazy. that's what they do. So the uh, the vet he tells me, oh, I took uh, uh, some samples and stuff. He's dehydrated, and I'm like, why is he dehydrated? I he has water all the time, and then I'm like, I probably need to miss more often. So I'm like, I started missing more often. The next time I took him for a checkup. He's all good. I'm like, amazing. So we were talking about the hydration earlier. It's like there's water vapor. Yeah. A lot and of the air we breathe air. is water vapor. Yeah. Yeah. If you remove all the water vapor, you go to the Sahara Desert, you're going to have a respiratory infection. <laughs> yeah, you're going to die. Yeah, you're going to die. Yeah. So it's the same thing. They, these animals, like a lot of people don't understand. They, they want the, the, the care sheet because it's like this works yeah. for everybody. Yeah, I want to yeah, do the formula. same thing. Yeah. They yeah. want the formula. You know, yeah. it's crazy. That's not even within like our <coughs> industry community, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But like. In the zoological field, that shit happens too. Oh yeah. like no, that happens to everything. Yeah, right. like we we keep uh, uh, Orinoco crocodiles, for example, they're fucked in the wild, and they got sent to different places throughout the world to breed, and then the babies get to go back to Venezuela and be released, and then nobody can breed them. And it's like, what the fuck? What do you mean nobody can breed them? So uh, three three different zoos finally did it, and then I don't think the information was passed on. And then or I they go, didn't know what they did. A lot of times you don't know. That too. That too. Yeah. But then I went, okay, something's wrong. Why can they do it? And we have a pair and yeah. we can't do it. So we started looking into where the fuck they come from. The person that sends them out here uh, is from Venezuela, I'm pretty sure. He speaks Spanish is all I know. So I hit him up. <laughs> I'm like, yo, dog, what, what do you do? What, what What's the move over there? Let me see what you got. Then he starts sending pictures of... So it's the river, the Orinoco River, and then it dries out, so there's just sand. No trees around, fucking sand, and then he just goes in the sand, digs out. And I go, cypress knees. The cypress yeah. knees don't let him dig. Yep. So we covered the whole cypress knees with fucking sand all around, and then we went drought. So we have the power <coughs> to get the pond back down. Mm-hmm. The second time we did it too far down to where it was too, too high up to get out there, so she laid them in the water. But I was like, ah, oh, that was something. But then, one of the times, she uh, dug, but we scared her. And she started laying in the water. Mm. But we fucking did it. And we went in the water and caught it out of her cloaca like this. Oh, my God. Yep. And we hatched him. There awesome. you go. So, I, hmm. 
So it's not confirmed that it's the sand, but she started to. But we walked back to so we had to open the park. When she saw, she jumped in. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like there's still something missing. Yeah, in that for equation. sure. I think the water should not have been that low. She kept hanging out exactly where she ended up laying. And she could feel the sand. Like, it was, like, shallow, shallow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder what the temperatures are in that sand in, in that too. Situ. That yeah. too. And then where it was, too, we have now a bar, and it has heating lights for it to bask even after the sun is Because a lot of shit that lays in the ground wants a very specific temperature, yep. and yeah. they can sense it. That's how fucking gharials are. Nobody can yeah. breed them either. <laughs> yeah. So unless you know exactly, it would be interesting to see what the ne- confirmed nest site temperatures mm-hmm. are in in Venezuela, country of origin, yeah. mm-hmm. and then you can see. Okay, well, if this is, I bet you it's probably eighty six degrees, but but it may it may be some odd off temperature that they specifically have, you know, evolved to require. And if that's the case, then you can kind of replicate that, you know, using you know heating or or cooling an area maybe. I I don't know, but that sound that sound to me that. When they drop them in the water like that, even if you scare them, and the fact that it did it the first time as well, yeah. I don't. It just sounds like there's a there's a key piece. Yeah, there's but too many variables the, dude, to some of that shit. Yeah, I mean, I've worked on shit like that for ten years and not fucking. Yeah, like we. Out. I just keep looking at it. like this year. I I thought I had it. I was so fucking happy, and then it didn't. Mm. And I'm like, God fucking damn it! And then I started looking at the variables, and I'm like, I can't pinpoint it. So these don't build a nest, then they no, they, they build a tunnel. Yeah, yeah, it's a tunnel see, like a turtle. Yeah, see, and th- those usually have very specific temperature yeah. requirement. Crazy thing, we had West African crocodiles, which were once uh, confused for Nile crocodiles, and they were found in captivity because people had them, tried to put them in Niles, they wouldn't breed. They have opposite uh, breeding seasons or whatever, so. They don't even hybridize. So genetically, they finally found that they were different. So we have both. We have Niles and we have West Africans. So we build a pond for each. The Niles have always bred. We've always had Niles. Yeah, that's They're a cake. common one, yeah. Yeah, that's cake. The West Africans wouldn't. Now, the, the where they were, it was a pond and grass all around. So we moved them to the main park where there is Cypress Knees. Now there's the sand area we build. Mm-hmm. And then there's one with like a shell rock. Mm-hmm. And we didn't even plan on them breeding or giving us eggs because they never, they never do and then in the show area where the shell rock is we found their digging no shit yeah and now we have like west african crocodile babies now we have like photos of both babies and go okay what are their differences between just the grunts the babies themselves and mm. like it's just so, so did funny. she dig a proper nest and actually yes, fully yes like a turtle like just a hole she left them there That's we funny. actually left the eggs there for about one to two days and then we went after and we got them all right, that's I'll, cool. I'll show you after this. And that species showed us a behavior that me personally and my coworkers have never seen before. So when she let she she laid the eggs, any other crocodilian, even the same species, gets an ass whooping. Like she was like, "Fuck you, you're oh, not shit. here." We did shows, but she only allowed us in the long part. She didn't allow us over there because of course we could step on it. So we learned that very quickly, and then. The one that bred with her, that we have confirmed that is him that was always with her. His name is Clyde. He walks up. She goes up to him, head to head, and she bellows and goes like this to his face. He lays down, and she lays her head on top of his. That's interesting. Hmm. Like, what the fuck? He's asking for child support. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's like, it's like, why any other species that usually just leaves... Like, there are communal nesting every now and then, but, like, the whole behavior of noise, and she walks with her tail sticking up like a fucking <coughs> scorpion, bro. Like, it's, no like, shit. it's the weirdest species, like, 
Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm very proud of the Orinoco. Like, I love that. But the West African has my heart now because of it. Because I learned Those so get much. as big as Niles? No. They get like 12 feet. And they're very Still different. Still dangerous, though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But. They they look very different, too. Like, the babies that Niles have, like, a whole bunch of speckling on the face. The West Africans are just clean in mm-hmm. coloration. Almost no pattern. So whatsoever. how was that confused for Niles? I don't fucking know. <laughs> Dumbasses, bro. You know. But as adults... Regardless of size, I can tell them apart. Okay. No, I can tell them apart. Like the but Nile. back in the day, just threw them all together. Yeah, they just threw them all together. And they were like, oh, both Niles, haha. You know who knew the difference? The they, crocodiles. No, <laughs> those are a group of people. Those are a group of fucking people. They motherfucking Egyptians I built know. the pyramids and told the difference. Yeah. Here are our dumbasses keeping Build this the, shit like it's the same. So, so aliens? Yes. Fuck. Oh. <laughs> Confirmed. It's not aliens. It's a different type of aliens. Oh. You know where else is pyramids? Where else? Mexico. Oh. <laughs> Y'all are so stupid. They built those for sure. Yeah. <laughs> they came over and got the Mexicans, so your cousins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for half the price. Half the price. <laughs> so bad, dude. I'm Hispanic. I can say it. Yeah. yeah. Come on, man. I'm Mexican African. <laughs> cool. Mexican card. We got it. Yeah. Yeah. We the got Mexican it. card. <laughs> so what do you think, assuming that we can keep everything that we're keeping, right? Assuming the laws don't pass. What do you think the future is then? You think the the future is the way that we're keeping the animals now? You think that more um, younger people getting into this are seeing the negatives of the way that things were before? Do you think that there's now a push for better keeping, more enrichment for the animals? What do you guys see? I think I think there's two strains. There, two roads diverging of wood, right? So there's the people that are doing it right, have always done it right, will always do it right. Me. And there are people that join them. You know, they're like, yeah, I want to do it the right way too. I want to learn more. I want to do better. Eddie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Eddie. I want to be better. And then there's Eventually the, I'll do better. The, the fuck shit people, the people that are doing it wrong. Chuck. And they'll always go further and further this way. And I think that these are just going to diverge completely where, where you can tell immediately oh what kind of person is. A civil war? Is that what you're saying, dude? What? There's so much drama right now. Orlando versus Miami. I'm in. <laughs> Switch sides. I go back down south. Go ahead, bud. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm dude. Captain America. <laughs> Captain Miami. <laughs> Captain Miami. <laughs> Captain Hialeah. <laughs> what do you guys think? Yeah. It's Eddie's geckos. Oh, for fuck's sake. Eddie's geckos. <laughs> um, I mean, I've been at this so long. At this point, I really, I honestly, I don't really, other than the proliferation of bullshit through social media that I feel has dumbed down, it, it like, I, I feel like now it seems more about dumbing shit down rather than telling people, hey, try to be, you know, everybody should strive to go up, not, mm-hmm. not dumb everything down to for the lowest common denominator. So mm-hmm. I do feel like there's a lot of that. I don't think it's anybody's fault. It's just the fault of social media that gave everybody a voice. And when you give everybody a voice, it, it's great. It gives everybody a voice. And it can also be bad. It gives everybody a voice. There are people <laughs> that you wish would shut the fuck up. Yeah. Um, but I, I honestly... I it's, will never. It's, <laughs> <laughs> we know. I, I Honestly... It's always kind of been this way. There were always people that fucking suck and do the wrong shit, and people that try to do to, to continually progress and and advance. Um, and then there are always people in the middle that just kind of you know they're either you know they I mean the majority of the world sits in the middle. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily a good or a bad thing. I mean, I'm not fucking satisfied with that. I always want to feel like I'm progressing. 
up the ladder. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to ever feel like I'm uh, sitting in one spot, mm-hmm. yeah. which is why I do the shit I do, but it also comes at a price. What I do is not... It would have been much easier for me in the late 90s when I knew that this ball python thing was going crazy and I had access. I was buying ball pythons morphs for $9 out of shipments and flipping them to Nerd and to Graziani and all these guys for two grand a pop. Mm-hmm. I could have kept those mm. and I would have been set for life because I had I was at the bottom of, uh, at the beginning of all that shit. Mm. But I didn't because I didn't give a fuck about a pet rock and I wanted to do... No, no offense to ball pythons. Ron's but, ball pythons. This podcast is not like ball Bro, pythons. Bro, we're just... That's, that's just person. What would your name be? If this was physical, Ron's this ball. boy's Ron's Bruce. balls, LLC. <laughs> no, no, no. Ron plays um, in balls. No, I, I just... They just weren't interesting to me. So for me, it would have... But I could have literally phoned it in. I could yeah. have been cranking <laughs> these things out from the very beginning and made a shit ton of money. But instead, I went... <laughs> The other direction, which is to go whatever I see the industry going one way, I generally go the other way mm. and try to find new things and mine new things and do new stuff and, and become find a better god. ways. Yeah, yeah. No, I wish. Um, <laughs> that's it. That's Eddie over there. No, no, I'm, I'm just a legend. You're, you're, you're the god. No, you're like Suze and Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> He was was waiting for that. Thumbnail, dude. Thumbnail. Um, (laughs) Thumbnail's me holding the shirt. (laughs) But yeah, I I just don't see it any different. I've seen all the drama lately. It's the same. This happens over and over and over. Every time we're in a down cycle where shit is not, where everybody's not just rocking and rolling, you know, Mm -hmm. people kind of turn on each other and get shitty. And and then you have the stuff. And some of it, I mean, this, you know, you have that fucking samson pruitt thing see i don't know anybody personally involved in any of that drama because mm. i'm really fucking selective about who gets in my inner circle so i don't have any of those people in there mm. yeah like i just I, I i don't i mean i i deal with some people that probably could be considered questionable but they're friends of mine they're forever and they you know and to get you know yeah like imported animals and stuff sometimes i mean now i have that thing over there, Concepcion. Yeah. But, yeah, but he's one of those sketchy people. Look at him. Yeah. No. Uh, you said you wanted his load earlier too. Yeah, crazy. for real. That's my son. He looked like he hey, might ask me for a dollar. I'm sorry, bro. That's my, that's my son. Um, Wait, so you are his son and he's your son. There you go. That's family tree. I don't even want to I don't want any part of this. You're a prodigy? Have you oh. bred anything ever? <laughs> no, he just gives it to me. I was gonna say. That's why I said your geckos, not his geckos. Jesus. Yeah. Your yeah. Turn, bro. How many geckos has he bought you now? Has he bought you? Bought me? What do you mean Damn. bought me? I think he's he just your sugar daddy. daddy that dude. is exactly. That yeah. is oh. sugar daddy. We. No, oh, no, 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 no. He goes and he gives you geckos like if they're jewelry to his wife. Oh, every, every show, he's just like, here you go, baby. Yeah. So every he's time. Samson and he's Cat. Oh, <laughs> shit. I'll dye my hair and shave my eyebrows. Let's go, dude. Let's I, go. I said, Alex, you shouldn't have. <laughs> I'll text you later. <laughs> I'll let you buy me dinner. Oh, that's great. Hey, what I do you pay. think? What was the original about question? What? I don't no, even know where we it went was some now. some shit about the growth of the reptile no, community okay, or some okay. shit. As far as like the real industry, for me, it's all about, why are you laughing, Eric? You don't talk, you don't, do any, you, don't know, you don't do anything, now you laugh now. <laughs> <laughs> I, even, I even went as far as setting him up a mic. Take off, 
Say something, bro. <laughs> there, there, there. It's in there. It's in there. It. <clears throat> oh, God, that's loud. I'll have you know that I breed three stripes and I'm doing good. Three stripes by turtles. Okay. All right. My mail came from my dad. Some shit about the growth of some shit. The best part of this industry, for me at least, and this is one of the reasons I got out of ball pythons, because I started off as a ball python guy in the early 2000s. We all grow out of it, don't we? We do. I never started. We mature. I was never in it. I can can proudly say I have never bought a ball python. All of you have. You don't have them in Mexico. It's different. The best part. (laughs) And it's like what, what Ron was saying. Figuring out this is not enough and just keep reacting and changing over time. You know how many times I've seen this man build a cage for one species, and three years later, there's 20 different cages prior to what the new cage is? Yep. This is Mark 27. Yes. And, and, I have a graveyard. And I failed. He does it. He has a graveyard. I've seen it. Yeah. It's, that's funny. And impressive. that's the best part of this, this, what we call a hobby, not an industry, a hobby. And it's figuring out the species. It's, this is not enough. The best spe- the, the the pet species, the ball py- no offense, ball pythons, all that stuff. It's easy. They breed no matter what conditions it is. But how come this species isn't doing it? It's not because it's hard. It's because you haven't figured out mm-hmm. yeah. what makes it do what. All these environmental triggers. You're not doing it. Mm-hmm. That's the best part of it. Figuring it out. That's the real science behind it all for me. There is. Yes. Yeah. And that's and that uh, to his point. That is probably that is probably the biggest stifling part of the business, which stifles progress, is that there's not enough people to think like that. Everybody kind of <clears throat> kind of thinks that these big names, you know, I mean yeah, okay, that's whatever. But I see I don't see anybody as a big name. Like, I see everybody is pretty much equal. I don't care whether, you know, you've been doing it for five years or however long the legend's been doing it or <laughs> whatever. 2007. No, I see everybody exactly on the same playing field because the last time I checked, we all eat, we all shit, we all fuck, and we all die. Yeah. So Well, one of us here doesn't special. fuck. One of us. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You? All right. No, anyway. No. <laughs> um, no, but, I mean, we're all basically – we're all the same, and so nobody is doing anything that's so good that it can't be made better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, do you think now? This is my thing. Do you think that there is a need to potentially change something that isn't broken if it benefits the animal, specifically racks? Yeah, racks, ball python. Oh, I was is kidding. There, no, no, I, I was serious. Like, if if yeah, we have this a, a to Z method for ball pythons. Yeah. Okay, but is that offering them what they need? Probably not. See, that's a hard one on that. Okay, and the reason I say that is because a lot of very serious-minded people with 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 put a lot of development that those racks just didn't appear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The racks you have today were iterated by an enormous block of very serious herpetoculturists over a period of time for that specific species, mm. and for that they figured out what was you know now. Uh, the best way to produce them. Now that's a commercial system, and for if you're commercially producing reptiles, and you're doing ball pythons, you're kind of you're, you're kind of foolish not to run those racks because you're going to be at a disadvantage to everybody. And there's really no real. Pr- I mean, how do you prove that they're not actually relatively happy in those racks i mean they look good they breathe they do this stuff now i know that i I saw the thing that um liam did and and again i agree with that because my thought is would you take your dog and lock it in a bare room 
and just leave it there. I mean, it would drive it crazy. Would you lock yourself in a bare room? Nothing else. You're just in this room and you're stuck there, and that's all. Heaven, you know, um, with no TV. You know, no if you lock, no, no, if you, lock, no if, uh, you could lock me in a room. You give me a computer and a TV, I'm good. <laughs> um, World of Warcraft. But, but, you know, but I mean, you know, the the kind of bare minimum thing. The bare minimum thing serves a purpose. It allows basically the commercial trade, which may, gives everybody the ability to have stuff. You don't have anything without that trade. Mm. Um, but it's specific. It should be specific to them. Hobbyists should not be copying that because, first of all, it sucks. Mm. As someone who's run racks before, I hate them. Mm. Not because of for, for, but because I can't enjoy my shit in there. Yeah. So, and we don't have employees, so it's just me and Heather. So we want to enjoy everything we have. So everything is set up in a way where we can get the most out, and yet I can still manage to maintain some level of commercial viability that mm. way. So it can be done. So you think there's like there could be a middle ground then? There oh there's a, there's always there's always a middle ground. There's always a low bar. There's always a super yeah. high bar. You keep your babies in racks, your breeders in enclosures, and that that's <laughs> one way to think about it too. I mean that's possible. I mean if I was doing ball pythons, I'd probably be doing them outside. To be perfectly honest. Yeah, I think Ron's like I don't want anything in my house. I, think, I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. Whenever I think of like the racks and the tubs and all that shit, it's like I always think like people are perfecting it. And people are like oh, it works, but they're to me, they're mimicking the burrow they live in, not That's the environment. Doing. Correct. So, like, you're just allowing them to live in a burrow and just putting a rock over the burrow mm-hmm. and allowing them to be there instead of figuring out what the environment looks like while at the same a time giving them that burrow. Yeah. Yeah. I, but, I mean, those, those actually kind of do to some degree. Look, you they wouldn't be as successful as they are now if mm-hmm. those boxes weren't damn close to perfect for at least – at least to complete the life cycle. Now, yeah. Now, maybe not for the mental health of the animal. That's a whole other ball, and I that I'm not qualified to speak on that. But, I mean, that's what I mean. That the breeding probably all happens within but, the burrow. Yeah, but again, th- that that should be limited to commercial outfit. Like mm-hmm. if ho- I see a lot of hobbyists that go out and buy these, they have like two ball pythons and buy these thousand dollar racks. I'm like, why are you wasting your money on that? That's that's for somebody that's sole purpose is to produce them in large and you can't enjoy them in them again what do you do you slide your rack open oh it's nice and then you close it and you're done uh, yeah yeah and uh, it can't and you can't do anything was, so so with my animals um a lot of the times people always talk to me about how much they handle their animals how often should i be handling it and i tell them like i don't handle my animals like no, I don't at all at all i hardly touch them except yep. if i'm cleaning the enclosure and yeah. i don't need them all over me you know yeah. it's like i need to get them out so for me it's more about it's like a fish tank. I exactly. sit and I watch exactly. them. I, I watch that. them do their yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. That is my exactly favorite thing. My favorite thing recently. I love the boa doing like the ETB thing. The other thing is I love seeing my rat snakes completely off the ground. Yep. Like I've always had big enclosures for them, but when I see them perching completely off the ground, like hanging on their yep. on their wood, I'm like, now, that's so cool. Now that you say that, Yoshi, when you came to my job, where were the the pygmies? Oh, on the tr- on the branches. Yeah. They were up on the branches. Pygmy the pygmy rattlesnakes. Yeah. Up on the branches. Was it flooded? No, no it's just an enclosure. They're yeah. like we have everything naturalistic. They usually it's not like a tall enclosure. It's about this tall right here, mm-hmm. and then we have some branches, and then they go up there. No shit. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty, pretty. I collected insane. a lot of pygmies in the wild. I never saw one. They were always on. To the my ground. understanding, higher north people have found them in bushes. No shit. Yeah, in bushes, but not like up trees or anything. I've seen that, them on the ground and like midway that hasn't up a tree. been identified. That'd be crazy. 
I, I think personally there are undescribed species or subspecies in the uh, in the thousand ten thousand islands in Florida. Oh, for sure. At the bottom, all those for little sure. islands, lots of herbs there's, down there. There's a couple of things that I've seen around, like even like as simple as like banded water snakes. Yep. There's areas where you get them. I don't know if y'all saw when I posted the the like hypo one. Uh-huh. They're all like that. There. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not like somebody tried to say it was a mangrove. I'm like, no, I'm in Central Florida, bud. Like. Yep. I'm in Central Florida, bro. I've collected mangroves and orange, solid orange mangroves yeah, yeah. on the Key Biscayne. Ooh. I love that place. <laughs> that was my favorite. When I was a kid, I yeah. we used to spend the night in the old zoo and hunt yeah. all weekend I've, in there. I've done that, too. Yeah. In the monkey cages yeah, in there? Yeah, Holy yeah. Holy shit, dude. Yeah, I've done that, too. There's an uh, American crocodile in there. Yep. There's iguanas. There's just, like all caught, types of I shit. I caught caiman in there. Uh, I caught a go. giant water monitor in there. Uh, those days. Hell, Yeah. <laughs> What's happening? So do we? Do I we have s- to pee. Oh yeah, yeah. Go pee. If you want, yeah, just go pee. Go pee. Go pee. Yeah, we have a. Yeah. I was gonna ask, how do we like keep talking? Yeah. 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 We don't care that you're here. Okay. <laughs> keep talking about not having a dad. Yeah, I, <laughs> I have one. I don't have, I don't have one either. No, he has one. He has Sucks one. Sucks you. No, I'm saying I came. He said it to him. And I'll... Oh. Damn. Ron Sorry, could also Chuck. be your daddy. Can you be my dad? I, uh, I need whoa, a dad. Whoa, whoa, oh, you know what? What's happy Father's Day, bro. I didn't tell you Happy Father's Day. When happy was Father's, Father's Day? Day. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. I, dude, I don't give a shit about holidays. Uh, none of that stuff. Yeah, I, I just... I just I'm the poster child for don't, don't fucking care. <laughs> I like yeah. that. It's I want to yeah. be him when I grow up. It's easy. <laughs> <laughs> you Just know, don't give a fuck. I'm gonna ask you a question that I always ask Eddie, and he never wants to give me an answer, or he doesn't have the answer. I guess. How do you do this for a living? Um, like, how do you go independent doing this? I mean, I fuck, dude. I was like 18 when I did this, so no. you just honestly, it's just jump. Yeah. You just be the best. You just gotta. No, I mean... Do better. You gotta be <laughs> the very best that no one knows. Wow. <laughs> so it's two things. One, you gotta learn how to live on practically nothing. Yeah. Because if you have a bad time, you need to be able to ride it out. Yeah. Like, it's unpredictable. There's no... Nobody's writing you a fucking check. You know, there's no insurance. There's no nothing. It's you. Mm-hmm. You You have to be your own security. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and, the, and the other thing is to, to look at the landscape and do shit. <laughs> find where something's not being done and go do that and just yeah. ke- and just do it and, and prove to people hey i this is worth doing and then yeah. all of a sudden and there's still lots of stuff like that like i can think of multiple things right in this shop you know red tail green rat snakes nobody does them the per- person that figures them I out love them. is going to is going to do very well mm-hmm. um emerald tree boas like people still don't really have them figured out there are people that produce a few the bet the top people they produce some but nobody's really got it figured out. Mm. So, and then there's just tons of shit like that. I mean, there's lots of stuff. That's why with ball pythons, one of my biggest gripes is that everyone does ball pythons. Yeah. You know, and it's like, do you guys realize that if you guys didn't do ball pythons, you could learn another species and then more of that species is there? You will be at the forefront of some other species instead of trying to compete in this market where there's 50,000 other animals for sale online right now. You know, like, why why would you do that to yourself? But there is money in there, too, though. Like, the market Not is... A, there's a lot of money in yeah, there. Yeah. If a, you are already having... Like, if you, you start... You, definitely need, you can, you can you break in. Yeah. yeah, you can still break in. 
Yeah. For sure. And there and I, honestly though, and I, I feel the way you do about it, and that's why I do it that way. But the reality of it is, if I wanted to make money, I would sell everything I have. I'd buy a bunch of ball pythons of different morphs that are currently on the not ones that are on the that are right top now top. super hot, but ones that you can see are gonna eventually be on mm-hmm. and and go after that. And you I would make more money doing that than I do maybe with the exception of the skinks, because the skinks kinda had that ball python yeah. thing going and, and mm-hmm. we're like you know we have basically all, almost all the mutations available mm. and then some that like we just proved out a new one so now yeah. we have yeah. new stuff um, so in that and because that has an investor kind of market behind it it's a little different mm. so that I mean honestly that that it, for us if we just did them we would be fine mm. and then we wouldn't have all these like all the other projects we have they cost a lot of money to maintain and sometimes they do well and sometimes they they don't and then they're hard to sell a lot of that stuff like mm-hmm. ball pythons you can even even though that market is totally saturated it, it appears anyway um they are they're all still making money mm-hmm. like maybe the, the the people that didn't invest wisely like you know there's a bought a bunch of Mojave and banana projects. Yeah, well, <laughs> I did not realize. Honestly, I mean, Ron did look at you when he said. Honestly, no, 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 no. Honestly, if you look at the guys that have done really well in ball pythons, they're all guys that specialized and just like 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 Ozzy did the orange dream yeah. thing, and then he's his whole thing is around that. Mm-hmm. Then you have Kabilka that has you know his his kind of his that whole. Back. I don't I don't understand all that stuff that those guys do, but it's clear he went a direction very specific, targeted. That the guys that cast uh, stuff, people that do rando, yeah, that that try to do everything. I've had this problem myself in the past. I would get into something, try to get all the morphs. Like one time, I decided fat tail geckos were a good idea, so I bought every fucking fat tail gecko. And then I'm looking at it, going, "What the hell do I have?" And then, and it was just so. Eventually, I canceled it because it was just overwhelming, and then there was no direction. So. Yeah. You know. Like Eddie's geckos, but it but it's doable, <laughs> and you have to have one I thing. You always have to have one thing that you can sell easily. Like yeah. that's why we do bearded dragons. Yeah. Bearded dragons fulfill that. We can always sell bearded dragons. You know, we can sell them wholesale. We can sell them retail. They yeah. always sell. Doesn't matter how many are on the market. That's why I have Blue Eyed Lucy projects to feed the animals for the whole yeah, year. Yeah, stuff like that. It's funny you say that. I bought some blue eyes for a show one time. Yeah, just to, and I sold every single one of them. Yeah, yeah. they sell. Those, full, those full are full price. Yeah. yeah, the show wasn't even it's over crazy. yet. Yeah. We could have shows with carpet pythons, blood pythons. Well, that's how it used balls. to be. This is all like random mom and pop balls. people. That, it was all soccer moms. That's how it used to yeah. be, though. Yeah, that, that's why that when I said beautiful. when I said we went backwards, that's really what I'm talking about. Like I used to go to. Orlando, or it would Daytona, but it was in Orlando at yep. the time, and it was Twin Towers. you know you it would take me forever to walk through there because every table had something yep. different or yep. cool. Whereas now I well, I go to Tinley twice a year because we Heather and I have ended that show, and I just kind of walk down the aisle, ball, ignoring everything that I see that has ball pythons, yep. and I'll see some weird little table with a couple deli cups, and I'm like, oh, let me check that out. Yep. So, That's his table. <laughs> Deli cups. Like before we too. before we finish up here, I do want to know more about this uh, bubblegum blue tongue. Yeah, like so uh, Mike Barrera at Snakes of Sunset uh-huh. uh, imported two. They were to, they were sold to him as albinos uh-huh. in Indonesia. When he got them in, he he was like, "Well, I don't know what these are. They're weird. They have white snouts. Yeah, that look like they chewed bubblegum and it popped. Yeah, and um and they're very." 
they have a, a, a serious reduction in black pigment, and then they have an overall like a purple haze over top of them. So they're, okay. I feel like they're a type of hypomelanism, but they're mm. different than all the other ones. So there were two of them, and it happened to be luckily for us it was a pair. So we bought them from him last year, and then bred them together, and out popped. A hundred percent of the clutch is has the bubblegum feature. Yeah. And then two of them are more radical than the other ones, so we're not sure whether we're looking at supers or something variability yeah. or supers. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's pre it's pretty cool. We went from having two to now we have seven. So obviously we're holding all those back. Of and, course. And by the way, the pictures that he posted they they, they, they don't do, do zero yeah. justice. That's the thing about blue tongues is that they're not photogenic. No. It never comes out. It's hard to get that to shine yeah. color. And these are particularly. Because, I mean, they look like they are wrapped in a, a purple haze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just, I, no matter what we do with the photos, it, can't, it doesn't come out. It's <sighs> aggravating. But, um, anyway, we're not selling them or anything. So we're just going to, you know, we showed them off once. Probably won't show them off again for a while. And then next year we'll plug some of them into other albinos and melanistics and stuff yeah. like that. So, um, And then we, we still have that. We have a bunch of stuff. I mean, we're patternless and ivories, and so yeah. I think I think in another two years we'll be actually have like Australian level combos. Hell That's yeah! That's crazy. So yeah, it's it's a snowball. It's rolling downhill pretty quick. <coughs> Hell so. yeah! Well, this was it. This was the reptiles with podcast. Woo. I didn't even make it. <laughs> <laughs>